Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Ryan Smith, who during his near-death experience saw two family members on the other side, and today we're going to learn about it. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Good to be here. Ryan, if you don't mind, let's just start on the day that your injury happened and go from there. It was January 17th, 2005. I know I can't forget that date. Um, I was I, this is I was stationed in the United States Army, and um, it was on my second second deployment to Iraq, um, a place called Iskandaria. And, um, you know, we just do kind of the basic things every day and, you know, load up for uh, patrols around the cities and stuff like that. So um, it was our turn that morning. It was about 7 a.m. Um, you know, load up the gear, the vest, the helmets, the guns, uh, the Humvees, everything. It takes a while. Anyway, we got all that and we started to hit the road and we were going to do some kind of patrol out in, um, I think it was Karbala, Iraq. And uh, it took, uh, it's usually like a little bit ways to get there. And we just, we roll in the middle of the roads, try to take uh, not as heavy roads of, what, of what's left as some of them. They're very blown up there. But anyway, um, yeah, we we're just riding and out of nowhere, uh, a bomb. I think it was, it was a projectile. I don't know exactly what kind of bomb it was, but it was an improvised explosive device, uh, IED. Um, they kind of plant those all over uh, the country when we were there in uh, 2005. And um, I was the third vehicle. I think if they're, if they're um, sitting in the bushes or, or wherever, they count one, two. And in an instant, um, my vehicle exploded. I, I realized it was on fire. But um, it started spinning in 360s, you know, like and um right as that happened the uh um time just instantly uh it was like slow motion i mean and this thing i, I mean I, I i was there but i didn't experience how fast how much fire um it was just it seemed like it took an like an eternity to stop and there's nothing i could do the one thing i knew i was doing uh calling frantically for help but obviously everyone saw it um in the other two vehicles but, um i remember earlier that day um there, we had a thing called a combat lock where you lock it from the inside because so anyone tries to come up and open the door from the outside they can't i i just i'd, I'd been to a tour before we didn't even have um armor on the on these so that just seemed a little excessive to me i don't if someone's going to come to the vehicle uh, not a good idea anyway I, I didn't lock those and um, we were on our way and the explosion, um, while I'm spinning in 360s, the door just opens. And I'm not sure if that would have 
happened had we locked it and uh, quite possibly been in uh, some more severe injuries. But one way or another, I was thrown from that vehicle, um, whether it's before it stopped or, you know, I'm not sure if I jumped, but I, I don't know. I ended up, that's the last conscious thought I had is somehow exiting the vehicle. And um, apparently I'm lying on, on the highway and just chaos is cons the, the, the Humvee is apparently on fire. And um, I, I don't know if they're out there looking for whoever did this, you know, it, it's just, I wasn't there, but I was. And um, the next thing I did notice, I was, I can't explain it exactly. I was looking up and there was two humongous, like crystal mountains, one on each side of them. I, I do remember that. And it, you know, it was, uh, it, it was just like, it, more than the, the imagery that I was seeing was the feeling. That was the first thing that I noticed. I mean, I, I just woke up and every emotion, I, sh I mean, I should be uh, logically, you know, what happened like in a panic and all that, I, I imagine, but it was the most peaceful calming feeling that I've ever felt and loved. I've never, I mean, I, I didn't understand the love, but it came to me and it was like throughout my body, my mind, what, what was going on. It was, it's like the, the best drug you could ever have. And, um, I don't know, multiply it by a million. It was a strange feeling, a good feeling. And, um, the next, the thing I did see was these two beings that were so, they were like lit up like glowing beautifully. I I mean, it's hard to say they were just lit up. It was beautiful. Like, and um, I instantly knew who they were. I don't, no one told me. Um, it was my, my, uh, my grandfather and uh, my son, which was he, at the time I, I had never met these people. My grandfather died, uh, which is kind of interesting. Today's his birthday. And I did, I didn't really know that until I saw us. Um, a, a story on Facebook to take from one of my great aunts, but um, it was my it was my grandfather and my son, which uh, was in utero at the time. My ex wife was was pregnant with him about two to three months, maybe. So I mean, I don't even know if we knew he was going to be a boy. That's the one thing that got me um, also. But um, you know, they I didn't I didn't get any information from them. I. I wasn't, I, I felt like we were there for a very long time. Like the concept of time, it's like, I didn't have that information anymore. It was, is strange. I felt like we were just there forever, but the only thing they told me was it's not your time. And, um, you know, I was like, well, I, I did have, I had a, I had a, I tried to bargain with them. <laughs> I was like, well, no, I want to stay. I want to be here, you know, please. They're like, they kind of just put their hands up and um, it's not your time. Everything's going to be all right. We'll meet again. Uh, and um, that was that for a moment. I, I remember just kind of going back and forth, actually. And then um, The next thing I, the next thing I know, I, I woke up screaming, um, and I was in this reality, and uh, 
I, I was, I was, I was all dis disoriented. I, I, uh, um, I had pulled my pistol on my lieutenant. Just, I just did not recognize him when I came to. I, I was on a gurney. They had taken me off, um, off the highway and put me in a secure location until, uh, until the they, I was medevaced out of there to to a Baghdad combat support hospital hospital on the uh, base there and. I passed out a few times in the hospital. I'm not in the, hospital, in the helicopter, just coming to very confused. I mean, I was confused until I got to the hospital into their, uh, you know, makeshift um, emergency room. And um, I don't know why I was, I mean, I was the senior um, person in that vehicle that day, but, and everyone else was the same, was also uh, had the same experience. And it's just, I was, I wasn't hurt any more than anyone else. I don't think, except me. Well, I did get thrown from the vehicle, so I don't know. Uh, and they treated me for. I had some burns my leg at the time, and um, small small shrapnel, but um, and uh, so I had some burns on my face there too. But um, that and a brain a brain injury after that. But um, bas basically, I we after we all finally got calm and uh. I had I I sat there and I I did I recalled this experience later that day after well after all the prescriptions they gave me and things and I finally calmed down. Um, oh, well, the, I guess the division commander came down. Hand I didn't even realize uh, that I was. <laughs> he, he awarded me and my three other t um, people from my team uh, a Purple Heart, and that wasn't that was cool. I didn't I didn't I mean that was something I wasn't thinking of at that moment. I was just, I think I was just in shock, even after I was sedated, that I couldn't believe, that I couldn't believe what I, um, what I had witnessed. And it was, uh, it was so much more than a dream. And it was so much more than, you know, um, and something, a drug induced experience. It was this still, this life right now does not feel as vivid and as, emotional as is where i was for that very short time which felt like god like an eternity just in a short conversation with my uh, grandfather and my son but um that's the extent of it um of of what happened in in the moment over there and um in uh Thank you for letting me get that out. I've never shared that um, openly. Um, I have written it out for uh, and shared a little bit on a Facebook group, but uh, there it goes. Well, Ryan, thank you for sharing it with us. When you were looking at those crystal mountains, were they like natural mountains or do you feel like they were more like created structures, like maybe almost buildings? they could have been a building of something we don't recognize as a building here. But um, when I, when I looked up, they weren't, I say mountains because just because that um, they were like, almost like glass, like, like you see a, a normal crystal and like, sh they might've like sharp ice, I huge icicles, just going to a point. I remember. And they were just, they were uh, illuminated just, very brightly just more it's like a brightness you can't not even looking at the sun i i don't know what to, i don't know i don't have the words to explain it actually but that's as best as i can do 
It's like so bright that you would think it would hurt your eyes to look at, but it didn't. Exactly. It's just, it, it felt like an emotion rather than, than seeing the light. I remember it was, I mean, I was getting all kinds of emotions from all, all over, just trying to take, take in where I am and what's going on. Did your family members look like energy beings, like the shape of a human, but completely like energy? They did. They, they had a human figure, like, um, and they were both about, about the same size. I think I knew my grandfather was on the left and my, my son was on the right. He was, he was, it looked like maybe he just wasn't as old enough, but they, 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 I can't, I think I'd look to see if I could see their faces, but I just, I knew who they were, were, but they were just bright, extremely iridescent, glowing um, beings. That's all I can really elaborate, you know? You mentioned that the other side was more vivid than here. Is it possible that this world is dreamlike and the other world is the real world? I, I've considered that. I considered, you know, possibly that is home because the feelings when I was there, I mean, you, I mean, everyone gets that feeling where they're gone for a while, come home and they're like, ah, oh, been waiting to get here. It's, it was like that. I mean, it was like that, but so much more like, finally, here it is. Here I am. And I didn't want to leave. Obviously, I had a, I had a conversation. <laughs> I debated about it when I was there. Would you say that the love you felt over there is like the love that we're always searching for here? I think we're all searching for something like that. Or, I mean, I feel like that was the ultimate love. I mean, the ultimate just energy of radiant love. I mean, and people here were, who, I, I mean, we're trying to look for that constantly. I mean, us as human beings, we're, we look for love, reassurance, try, and I mean, I mean, that's what we're made up of, I believe. So, of course, we're going, we're looking for it because we're made with it. That's what I feel, maybe. We've been there before. Before this happened, did you have any spiritual or religious beliefs? And if so, how did they change? I grew up um, Christian in the Christian church, but um, other than that, uh, I just, I, I shied away at best agnostic for a long time, just doubting what happened. I, I would say, I would, I would put it off as, as, as science, just um, wiring the parts of your brain getting ready to die. That's what I really believed for a long time. Maybe, maybe trying to fight with myself about it. What I really believed because um, I mean, I do have an absolute spiritual side to me and, and I just, I tried to deny it, I think for so long. And when I did um, get clean, um, I was drinking for since then <laughs> and up until about a year, year um, 16, what am I trying to do math 16 months ago. Uh, I just, I had enough of it. There's some circumstances in my life that made me look at it myself and um, I had to change it. And recently I've, I've met uh, one of my friends. Uh, she brought up the word near death experience in a share in, in a meeting that I go to. And um, my ears perked up. I was like, what a near death experience. Cause I, I didn't know this community was out here. I didn't know every, there's a lot of people interested. I was, um, I was very ashamed, ashamed of it confused by it, I think is the word. 
Um, and I think I just, I just blocked myself off from feeling because maybe I missed it so much. I, I really don't know. Maybe that was it, but, um, now, now I, I absolutely realize what happened to me now that I've been clean for, for a little over a year. And, um, I've been missing out. (laughs) Well, as I mentioned to you earlier, I've done about 400 of these interviews and it's common for people to be angry after they come back because they didn't want to come back here. I think I held a grudge towards God because of it for a very long time and took it out of myself. Do you feel like the memory of this experience has faded at all? Because it was so brief, I don't think so. if, If I was given more information and they... And they, uh, and and things like that, unless 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 I just remember something randomly here soon, but I don't think so. It's always been I've been always been thinking about this, even even when I was trying to to um, not not by other ways and just denying it. But I, I think it was just a quick when they said um, you have more to do and it's not your time. They didn't elaborate. <laughs> so yeah, well, especially your son. Yeah, oh, that—that's true. That's true. He is. He needs you around. <laughs> exactly. Funny thing is, I told him the story at first. I think he thought it was crazy, and a huge thing. I—I told him about my grandfather's birthday today and how I—I I, I was like, that is just amazing that I'm speaking about him in in one way and. People are remembering as him in my family today, as he was in in this um, in this life. So that is, it was very interesting to get to this today. Yeah, it is a very cool synchronicity. In what other ways do you feel that you've changed since your experience? Well, I think some ways that I've changed since my experience, as I've realized my experience. I mean, the first almost decade afterwards I, I changed as I didn't change I I regressed in my life and just I I, I had been to like uh, a lot of treatment centers to get to try to help my PTSD and you know I didn't go you know I didn't I wasn't working any of it I would just sneak out and, and get obliterated drunk because I just didn't want to deal with anything and since I've come around it's like it's hitting me faster. <laughs> you know, it's trying to catch up for the times that I was blocking this out. And in in the short time, I think it's a short time of of my realization of what had happened to me. I it's just immensely uh profound, you know. I, I take it with me and I've this is will be the first maybe second time I share. I shared it with one friend that's interested in in uh these new near-death experiences, and she's the one that got me to reach out and I'm glad she did um because you know I I I know that this benefit in telling someone mine could help somebody and I mean that's what a big part of my life now is trying to help people you know struggling and um you know I found a lot of peace through this that I I didn't have before I was I was very angry very very closed off I I just I would just whatever things I had to do, because I still had to take care of my children. My, um, I've been taking care of my children alone for six years. 
because um, their mother had situation and she's gone out of their lives, not all the time, but uh, a lot of the time. So I had to just do that and then try to uh, live a life where I could block it out. But um, since awakening from this and realizing, I mean, I, I've, I've gotten, I've, I am no longer uh, agnostic atheist, obviously, but I mean, I'm not denying this anymore. And I think, and that has opened up so much joy into my life. I mean, praying isn't praying. I mean, I don't remember the last time I prayed before a year ago. I, you know, it'd be like, dear God, help me. And it's just not going to work that way for me anymore. I, I, I spend, I spend a, quite a bit of time praying, um, meditating. I have to meditate to calm my, my mind a lot. I'm a, I have a racing, erasing thoughts a lot. And maybe that's due to ADD, some of the TBI, but you know, it's the best, it's the best fuel I get to feel peaceful and it comes so naturally. Have you noticed that you have any mental abilities that could be considered psychic since your experience? I don't think I have any psychic abilities. I mean, I'm definitely uh, an empath and um, I can feel, I guess that is a, an, an ability in, in its way. I, I, I wasn't able to feel other people's emotions through myself before. I mean, I mean, I sit in um, recovery meetings and people are pouring out their hearts sometimes and I, I can feel it inside of me. And I, I don't know if that is a psychic ability or just me being a good person to empathize. I don't know, but I mean, there are some, a few things that I, I've noticed. I mean, maybe they've always been happening and I've been um, too out of it, out of my mind to notice, but the synchronicities with numbers that I see every day, I don't, I mean, I know a lot of people, see angel numbers and stuff but i mean it's 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 at least three times a day with the time i wake i i even i wake up out of my sleep recently i think it was just last week and i was like wake up i was like what time is it three three thirty three o'clock in the morning 30 and 33 and 33 seconds and i just didn't go back to sleep after that it was shocking but um other than any other powers I really don't think or ha or have yet to gain you know <laughs> I'm not sure that's all I can really tell you about that do you feel like you're still processing this experience yes I I think I am I'm trying to I'm trying to put you know connect the dots of where I left off in life there where I I could have I mean I think my situation my I mean it's it's not different than anybody else's it's just I didn't have time where I was to sit down and process what happened. I did. I definitely didn't have anybody to talk about that. You know, maybe the chaplain, but still, I'm people uh, in the culture I was in. You don't want to show any weakness for one thing, and I was I was raised on that um, in the military. Um, did not show weakness. And I, I, it's something I'm still working on because I, I feel like opening up about mental, um, mental things, PTSD, TBI, I feel I, I used to think that was a weakness. And I know it's absolutely not because there's many people out there struggling. Do you fear death at all? Uh, well, I mean, that's a two-sided point of a question. I mean, I, I feared 
death only in the sense of what I would leave behind if I had to leave today. And I mean, that would just be something that I'm thinking about in, on this side of the world. But I, I'm, it's really just, I don't fear it. If, if, if what happened to me is going to happen again, I, I am excited. Um, I mean, it, uh, my vehicle exploded and I felt nothing. I mean, at the moment, I didn't feel nothing. I mean, after a while, it was painful, but um, it was just like a flip of a card. Like, here I am in a war zone. Here I am in, oh my God, I, I don't know where I was. I don't know it was heaven. I don't know it was in between. Whatever it was, it, it was, it, I, I don't fear death if that's what it's going to be. I, it's an easy transition. It's also fascinating for me after doing so many of these is that a lot of people right before they're going to have a very traumatic physical injury, they leave their body. Like if they're going to get hit by a bus, they actually exit their body right before the bus hits them. So they don't feel the impact of the bus, you know, smashing their body. Kind of the same thing that you had in a way. Similar that the slow motion and just kind of, made it softer, I imagine, you know. While you were over there, I think you said that there was no time, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the I did, it was, it's very strange. It felt like for a very long time, and I know it wasn't. I mean, I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been out for more than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, but over there, I did, it was like an infinite feeling at, in a short period of time on, on here. That's, that was the one thing I really couldn't get over for a long time when I did think ponder it in my own mind because I had no one to talk to about it. For the friends and family that you have told this to, how have they reacted? I, I told my father, I told him, I don't know if I told him a while back and um, I just recently retold him, you know, he was just like amazed that he, he didn't know that it happened to me. He said, um, he didn't know it, I, it was that much in depth. I, I mean, I've told him, the actual parts of the slow motion part, I think I remember telling him. And that was interesting. But I, I didn't tell him, you know, my experience. I I didn't, you know, like I said, I was I was a little ashamed of it for a while. So, but when I told him, he was very amazed. And he actually told me um, of something. He had a dream that was, that he met me and my sister and asked, he thought he was dead. He asked where, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> but you know, he just shared me with that with me. So that was, that was cool. Was it his father that you saw on the other side? Yes, it was his father. Um, Nathan Douglas Smith. He was, uh, it was a pilot. He was a pilot in world war two and, uh, he died. Um, he had a tragic death, uh, on a, as an electrician in Chicago in 1976. Uh, I never got to meet him, but I, I hear a lot about him. He seems amazing. So are you at the point in your life now where you kind of feel like you love everybody? I am definitely trying, but I do feel um, a, a connection to people that I've never felt before. I mean, I, I, I feel love for people that, um, I mean, I don't sit there and think about everyone in a loving manner, but I mean, the friends that I've met that I haven't known very long, I just, I, I love them all. I, and it's, it's a very strange feeling once I've been connected back with it. Yes. 
after watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you up for that? Sure. They can find me and ask me questions. What's the best way to find you? Facebook. People send messages on there. Uh, Ryan Smith. You'll see a guy with long hair and a beard on there. <laughs> and um, Or that, just send me a message through there. Um, I'm on the Facebook um, near-death experience. Um, what is kind of what kind of page is that? It's a private page. I guess you'd call it a Facebook page or a Facebook group. Yeah, Facebook group. That's what it's called. I'm on there. Um, I don't think you could find me easily. Yeah, that's just probably the easiest way. Um, I have an email. If people would want to flood my emails. I'll try try to get on that. <laughs> but uh, it's skizzywiz s k i z z y w i z z eight numeral eight at gmail people would like to that's fine have you felt like more memories of the experience has come back over time or has it always been the same i think it's always been the same i mean they came back to me once i started thinking about it more and more i was like oh yeah i i had a, i didn't want to go back i remember i remembered that but i mean it's always been vivid to me regardless of my state of mind and trying to not think about it. Before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message? It's not a painful experience. Um, it's a flip of the card. It's in a snap of a finger. You're here and then you're there. And that's it. I mean, in my experience, um, and you'll, the people you've lost, in my experience, you'll see again the people you haven't met that know you, you will meet them. There's no doubt about it in my experience. Um, just love everyone. Ryan, thank you for that message, and thank you again for being my guest. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the Join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.